Hello, welcome to another Arsenal podcast. I am the Arsenal. Haven't done a podcast in, well, since before the start of the season. So it was about time did one again. Uh, what do we got today? I'm going to go over the news, talk about some of the results from a fixtures for the first seven games, talk about the Champions League, injuries, um, our defense, uh, potential salary cap, lots of good stuff. So, um, started off for the day. Well, I had an interesting post earlier in the week. I thought it was interesting, and if you didn't, then, well, don't read. But uh, I was talking about a salary cap, because there's been some economic problems lately around the world, and it seems... There's been a lot of talk about it from people inside UEFA, etc., FIFA, talking about uh, a salary cap. And what I said in the post is that the only way that anyone should support it is if it's at least European-wide. Okay, the Brazilian clubs, Argentinian clubs, Mexican clubs, they don't bring in enough money to to pay like the highest of wages where it would be higher than the salary cap even still so I think you could keep the players in Europe with the salary cap as long as you had the salary cap European wide and that can be done currency um, use the euro as the currency for football clubs has to be done Um, you could think about it Arsenal bring in the most money in all of Europe as of last year Plus, we'll get the money from the Highbury Square flats. We keep increasing our gate receipts, merchandise receipts, all that. So, we'll have the money to pay for whatever players we want under the salary cap. And some of the players who get ridiculous wages, John Terry, Ronaldo, Scouse, Fat Rooney, all those guys, they're either going to have to lower their salary or they're going to have to find a team who can who can pay them that much and get not as good of players around them. So you wouldn't have dream teams, quote-unquote, like Chelsea or what Tottenham thought they were going to be, and then they're obviously shite. They still haven't won a game. But they thought that they were going to be good going in, spending all that money. But when you sell your two best strikers, yeah, it happens. Um, but... It's, it's something that really should be looked into because if you want any sort of parity, I mean, they say they want to break up the big four. It's, the talk is always who's going to be the next to break into the top four. Well, if you want a new top four all the time, salary cap can do that. It can. Because all the teams are spending about the same money. That way, not, all the, not, not the same teams get the best players all the time. But it's also a better way of club loyalty because you're not just going places for the money Ashley Cole wants 55,000 or wants 60,000 Arsenal offer 55,000 guess what everyone else offered the same thing the same thing because that's how that's what that's what he was valued at so you want Ashley Cole still at the club of course you don't now but back then Ashley Cole was one of the most liked players so that was just an example. A couple people said, uh, commented about this that you couldn't really do it because of the currency and because you couldn't get 
everyone to agree on it, all the countries. And it's true, it'd be tough, for sure. But, I mean, they've pushed through other things in the past. I mean, they want to push through this 5 plus 4 rule, or 4 plus 5, or I don't remember what it is. But that would be just as difficult to pass, and... I mean, it, it can be done. You just have to think of one currency that can can work for everyone. Set it at the euro or something widely accepted like that, and and it can work then. Um, yeah, it also would would help with because we have a good youth squad. You know, when you have players like Jack Wilshere coming up, Nasser Barzaj, um we got we got a lot of good talent coming up. Havard Nordvit, um, Vito Manone is looking better all the time. He's he's looking like he'll be our Carling Cup keeper this year. And when you have players like that who are young, who don't cost much right now, that would that would work great under a salary cap of force teams to develop their own players more. And I think it's something we could use. Not everyone's going to support a salary cap, especially teams like Chelsea. But if you really want to make a change financially and not have these teams going bankrupt, spending what they don't have, taking out massive lines of debt and credit, then it's something that has to be looked into. It, it just has to. So if you want to leave your thoughts on that or whatever else you want to talk about, you can just leave them on, as a comment on the blog, arsenal.com. Or you can email me at arsenal at arsenal.com. Uh, get your comments in about that. Because I want to hear what everyone thinks. I mean, it's an interesting idea that could happen. And what happens when it does go through? I want to know what everyone's going to think. So get those in. And uh, now it'll be on to going over what fixtures we've had this year so far. Alright, so we're going to start at the beginning since I haven't had a podcast since the start of the season. It's going to seem like ages ago. The first match we won at home to West Brom. Uh, 1-0. And everything was peachy keen. Three points, one match. It's tied for the top of the table. But then we went away to Fulham. And Fulham was one of those games... Well, it's, a, it's an away game where... You really expected us to win. It's not a game like away to Bolton or away to Blackburn where you think, well, this might might be tricky a little bit. No, it's, it's Fulham. They're not a team that has a tendency of beating us. In fact, I think they hadn't beat us in like a ridiculously long time. What was it, like 50 years? That might be totally off, but I'm just running with it. But we go there and... We allowed a goal from a free kick to a giant. Yes, but he was unmarked. When he's seven feet tall, how do you forget to mark him? Ah, uh, let's see. Because it's William Gallas, and he forgets to mark someone every single game. He's a... God, he is so frustrating. He's the worst player in the team right now. You can make your case all you want for a Bue. Some people don't like Danielson. Who's actually, by the way, top five in passing efficiency? Uh, bloody phone's ringing. Uh, it's it's my mom. Got to answer this. All right. Sorry about that. I'm back. But um, yeah. What was I talking about? I think I was talking about Gallas. Oh yeah. 
the Nielsen's top five in passing in the Premiership. So maybe he's not a stereotypical defensive midfielder, but he is doing a job for us out there, and he's only 20, and he's going to get better, and people like William Gallas aren't. He's, he's the worst player in the squad. We have to leave him in the squad because he's the cappy, the captain, as he, as he says. But he doesn't mark on any sort of set pieces. He doesn't play headers. I got an absolutely ridiculous comment from someone. When I, when I talked about Galas, th- this is the retarded comment of the week by Dogface. Dogface said, I have to disagree about Galas. Utter nonsense. Galas is a fantastic captain and a defensive artist. How can you crucify someone on edited highlights? You need to go to a few games and see what really happens. Well, Dogface, how do you feel now? The Galas has cost us a ridiculous amount of points, and we're only seven matches into the year. He did it last year. He does it this year. He doesn't mark on set pieces. He's not a fantastic captain. If you want to cry and bitch in the middle of the field while your rest of your team is trying to stop a penalty, then, yeah, I guess that's fantastic leadership. Would Tony Adams have done that? Would Patrick Vieira have done that? Would Thierry Henry even have done that? And he he was certainly not a good captain. Gallas is not a good captain. The only thing that he's an artist at a defense is he finds new ways to create set-piece goals for the other team. That That's the extent of his artistry. So good job, Dogface. Um, tell me that I crucify someone. I edit highlights. I watch, I watch almost every match. Sorry, sometimes there are other things that get in the way. I watch almost every match. I don't live in London. It's not easy to make it there all the time. Congrats to you who can go all the time, but you're a moron. Gallas is nothing like a fantastic captain or a defensive artist. So, just to get that out there. um, Then we we got back on track, it seemed. We had the the second leg of the Champions League against FC20 at home and won 4-0, followed by a 3-0 win against Newcastle, who we've beaten 3-0, I think, the last four times we played them. So that was good. You thought we're back on track. We continue it. A fortnight later, we go to Blackburn and win 4-0 at Blackburn. Great performance. Hat trick from Adebayor. And then we went to the Champions League and we went away to Dynamo Kiev. And that was one where you thought, well, Arsene Wenger said going in, a, a point would be a good point. A point earned, not two points lost. And, I mean, if you watched us play, we went down 1-0 again. And got back in it. I think Galas scored that one. We should play him at striker, maybe. He scores as many as he lets in. But, um... Yeah, 1-1 finish for that game. Which, it wasn't a joyous occasion, but... You still figured we were okay in the Champions League. Uh, Then we came back and had another away game to Bolton and won 3-1. So we had the Blackburn and Bolton back-to-back and won both by a combined 7-1. to So that was fantastic. Then we had the Carlin Cup. And what can you say about our young guys? I mean, they went out there and played an absolute stormer. Vela and Bentner, all the young guys were on fire. Ramsey was great. We won 6-0. 
is absolutely a wonderful game. And then we had uh, the return of the first team for home to Hull City. That's right, Hull City. And what happened? Well, we lost 1-2 to at home to newly promoted, never been in the premiership before, Hull City. How'd they score, you ask? Well, one of them was on a set piece that Galas forgot to mark up. The goal Giovanni scored, can't take anything away from him. It was a brilliant goal. But the other goal, of course, from a header on a corner that Galas forgets to mark. So, that really doesn't cut it for me. And we lose embarrassingly to Hull. Then you think we get back on track again. We go to the Champions League. We're home to Porto. And we destroy them 4 0. Think we're all right again? Then we have our last match. Away to Sunderland. 1 1 draw. And they scored another absolute scorcher. We just. It's our penchant this year. Giving up ridiculously good goals. It's frustrating. You almost feel like there's nothing you could do about them, but I think on that one, we give them too much time and too much space. Close them down, and maybe he doesn't get it off so easily at least, but can't blame Almunia for that one. I don't know anyone that would have saved it. I don't think you do either. So that's, that's what's been going on as far as fixtures. Coming up, we'll just look ahead to the rest of the month. We got home to Everton tomorrow. Then we have a way to Fenerbahce in the Champions League, which could be a tough game. If you're going to Turkey, I, I don't envy you. I wouldn't want to go there. If any of you are from Turkey, well, I'm sorry to hear that. But I, I, I would never want to visit Turkey. It's not in my top 10 places to visit. Not even top 100. But uh, then we have a way to West Ham. West Ham are decent. Still expect Arsenal to win. But you never know. And then we have Tottenham Hotspur at home. I don't know if they'll have gotten a win by then. But if they haven't, it better not come against Arsenal. Arsenal at home. Arsenal own Tottenham home and away. They're complete shite. If we lost to them at home, it it would it would be heart heartbreaking. It would. I I couldn't take it. So you think home to Everton should be should be a win. Fenerbahce maybe maybe a win. They're an attacking side. Give us some space to work. West Ham away. Let's go. Let's go 2-1 Arsenal. Thought about 1-0, but West Ham always seem to get a crappy goal against us. Tottenham 17-0 to Arsenal. Sounds good to me. But that's all the fixtures we've gone through so far. A uh, quick little side note for everyone that the comments on the blog, there's a couple people that always seem to be anonymous who leave like I don't know if they're writing a dissertation for a doctorate degree or something, but they write these 2,000-word comments. And I'm sorry, as much as I, I love getting your comments and hearing what you have to say, 
If it's that long, I can't read it. It's impossible. I mean, there's seriously one on here I think I could print out and it would be about eight pages. So, so just keep them, keep them shorter. It'll help. I'll be able to read them and respond to them instead of just looking at them and saying, you know, F it. Because uh, I don't have that kind of patience. Alright, so on to more recent things. Uh, we just had an international break. It was terrible. There was nothing to read, nothing to write. Um, it, was, it was awful. But the worst part is the injuries. We got Gallas injured. Woohoo! It's not nice to root for injuries. But if it'll get him out of the side, then I'm all for it. As long as he's not dead or permanently injured or paralyzed or anything like that, then I'm allowed to be happy about it. Um, Bakari Sanya's out. Bentner's out. Sess got a broken nose. Uh, Johan Dejuru got a concussion. Uh, we still have Eduardo out, obviously. Rosicki's still out. Um... Van Persie and Walcott had fitness tests, but they are both okay. Arsene Wenger says he might rest Theo for the Everton match. I wouldn't suggest it. We already have a Bue at right back. Who are you going to play at right mid? Yeah, there's nobody to play there. We could play Alex Song out there. See how that goes. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, Looks like the back four is going to have to be a Boué, Torre, Sylvest, Mikel Sylvest. That doesn't fit, does it? And Guy Clichy. So, not our strongest back four. And then in front of him, it's looking like we'll have maybe Nasri on the left, Walcott on the right. Seth's going to play with a broken nose, even though he says it may need surgery. I feel like that would really hurt. I've never broken my nose. But I don't think I would want to go out there. But Sesk is a man. Sesk is the man. He will not be stopped by a broken nose. And then I guess we'll have Danielson next to him. Or maybe Song. Or if he rests Walcott, we could have Song in the middle and, uh, and Danielson out on the right. But the best news we've gotten recently is Abu Diaby... Is, is healthy again. He's fit. He's back in the squad. He's going to have to go straight into the squad instead of going into reserve games, etc. Because we don't have any players. We have no one healthy. Our bench will have like Havard, Nordvit, and Wilshire and Vela. Who else? I don't, I don't even know. Diaby. That's about it. Fabianski too. But we don't have enough players. And so it's good to have Diaby back. I think he might be able to do a job for us next to Sisk if he gets his head on straight. He always looks lazy. But I don't think he is lazy. I think it's just the way he runs. He looks lazy. But hopefully he comes out ready to go. I know it's going to be tough coming back from an injury for a long time. But we need him to do a job. So... Hopefully he can get that done. Um, Arsene Wenger said we could still challenge for the title. 
He said, if you ask me how many games you think we can lose, I would say zero, because I always start a season thinking you cannot lose a game. But we have lost two already, and we are in a position where we have given ourselves a handicap. Well, see, now we know why he didn't make a bunch of signings. Because he thought we couldn't lose any games with this team. I mean, that's just not really that good of a comment, Arson. Of course you're going to lose games. There's only been one unbeaten team. And they had more players. And better players. But uh, then he said, However, I still think it's manageable to get back to the top, and I want to lead this team knowing that there is not a lot of margin of error left. But I still think we can do that. When you think about it, we've beaten probably the better teams we've played. Well, Hull are, I think, third in the table. They're actually looking really good, but it's still a team you should beat. But we've lost to to Fulham, and we got a draw to Sunderland. And these are teams we should be beating. We're, we're beating the teams like Blackburn, who you'd think maybe we'd have trouble with. We haven't really had any huge teams. We haven't had a team where you could be really nervous. Man City, I would count in there, and then Liverpool, Chelsea, United... I mean, even Villa are looking really good this year. So, you wonder how we'll play against those teams, and I think that'll really be the determining factor. you got to cut out... It's what doomed us last year, is dropping points to inferior teams. Middlesbrough, Birmingham... Can't remember them all off the top of my head, but you know what I mean. we got to cut that out, and we gotta we got to play well against the bigger, better teams, which I think we usually do. But... We're going to have to keep it up. But, um, I think that might be all I have. Just because I have to go to the eye doctor in, in just a little bit. Uh, if you're, if you're a commenter named Kid Sea Dog, I hope you are hit by a bus. You're the most annoying person to ever step foot or mouse or computer screen on this website. So I would appreciate it if you would walk into oncoming traffic. It's not very nice, but I'm not that worried. So, um, yeah, let's hope for a win against Everton tomorrow. I think I think we'll get it done. I think it's going to be a big one. Even though we have a lot of injuries, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say 3-0 to Arsenal. I'll give all three goals to Adebayo. Because if you give him the ball, then he will score. But uh, get your comments in. Emails, arsenal at arsenal.com. Um, I might develop a voicemail line so you can call and bitch at me or whatever you do. And, um, yeah, the the best comments I get for the Arscast... Arscast? No, that's Ars bloggers. Don't... You can send comments to him too, but I don't give prizes for his. If you send in the best comment to uh, the Arsenal podcast before each time I do it, then uh, I'll read these comments on the air. Whichever one I think is the best, they'll get some sort of prize from our sponsors at SoccerPro.com. They have everything. Everything. If you need new football boots, new balls, Arsenal kit... um, even if you need, like, benches and goals and corner flags. They have everything. Check it out. Videos. Seriously, everything. SoccerPro.com. 
So I'll be getting a prize to give away from them. And that's about all I've got. So hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. And let's go Gunners. Yay!